Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe. Purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and thank you so much for joining us again on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage. Yes, sir. I'm Brittany Lowe. I'm Jarrell Lowe. And we are the Lowe Property Team. Yeah. You know, over the past couple of weeks, we have covered really just preparation for the home buying process and what that looks like. Last week, we touched on receiving a pre-approval and, you know, that's your umbrella of what you can spend. But where we're really going to shift our focus today and moving forward is focusing on how to find home. And I think just to get straight to it, Brittany, if we can, we're just going to talk about the three points we focus on with our clients. Um, When we're looking for the right home, there's three big things that we really illuminate for our clients. Define what you're looking for. What does that mean? Needs versus wants. Do I actually need this or is this something I want? And I think there was a commercial a few months ago that really drew uh, the comical piece to this. The man cave and she shed. Yeah, it was talking about, no, the she sheds on fire, Jan, or something like that. Well, we laugh at those items because it was funny. But I think what's to take from this is what do we need? Because sometimes we get confused with our needs and wants. And this is really important to understand as you approach submitting an offer for that home or finding home that's going to work for you right now. And we're also speaking in the lens of the Bay Area market yeah, yeah. because it's super competitive. So it this these three points also differentiate based on what kind of buyer you are. If yeah. you're a first-time home buyer, if this is you've already purchased a home and now you're upgrading and looking at forever home or if you're looking at investment properties. Yeah. So you have to look at it in the lens of that. In your needs versus wants, right, knowing that you're shopping in a competitive market, we offer our home buyer's guides as a first point of entry for our clients, for friends, for anyone interested in learning more about the home buying process. But I do want to correct something. We offer it as a home buyer's guide, and I think we mean, we mean for it to be used as a workbook, mm-hmm. something that you're working through because we open up and list a section for you to have pros and cons what your likes and dislikes about this property was, and what is the absolute non-negotiable? What is something I cannot do without? Mm -hmm. And identifying that, right? So knowing that if it meets 75% of my my needs, we move on to point number two that we like to focus on. Learn about the market. More specifically, the neighborhood and pocket which you want to reside. So what does that mean? We have to get boots to pavement. If you are not familiar with the Bay Area, you have to understand that uh, the, 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 um, the community culture is a lot different from San Francisco to Oakland. The community culture is drastically different from San Francisco to Oakland, Oakland to San Jose. So we have to understand those markets in between the major markets. Mm-hmm. Um, San Leandro has its own operating system and how it operates and functions in that closed-knit community. We have to learn the market in which you're shopping in. And the only way we can do that is, one, boots to pavement, two, submitting offers. This is where it gets challenging. It gets a little uncomfortable. 
we encourage our clients, if this is the area you want to be in, let's write on some homes that we know we're not going to win. Why? Why do we do this? One, because we like the data that we get. I'm going to repeat that. Data, data, data. If we submit an offer on a home, we know we're not going to be competitive with. We're going to use the knowledge we're getting from the listing side in the sense that most agents are pretty great about this and we love it where they will send a response to all offers that were submitted, whether it was 10, 15 offers or whatever. The top five offers came in at this price or above. The middle five offers came in at this price and the bottom five offers came in at this price. Now, I do want to correct myself before I give it to Brittany real quick. I'm not saying just get out there and write offers just to be writing them. What I'm saying is write your initial offer. Use it as an educational, depending on where you're at. If you're ready to win right now, let's go win it. Let's get in that top 5%. But if you're trying to figure out the market, let's get in, let's get our foot in the door, and let's see where the data lands and where we're at with the data we get. When we receive that data, it is our goal to improve our next offer if we're staying within this marketplace, inside this community. It is the goal to continue to improve our offer. We can't keep submitting the same offer and expecting we're going to get the result of actually winning in this market area. And that's what it comes down to is you're figuring out where your offer lands amongst the plethora of other buyers that are out there. And I think a, a big point to also note is having an open mind, right? Having an open mind to, like Jarrell said, don't, don't get discouraged immediately. But if you also want to win, we know what it takes to win. Yeah. So we will do everything necessary and advise you on what it's going to take to win. Um, you know, we also are very blunt in saying, you know, if if, we, if there's no timeline, if we're just looking just to look, we, we can do it your way, but your way, I, I'm almost going to guarantee won't win because here's the biggest thing. Jarell and I study the market day to day. This is what we do. This is what we live. This is what we breathe for. So we know in the back of our hand, this market. And I think that that's what the biggest thing is, right? It, yes, we want you to learn about the market, but trust us in knowing that one, we have your best interest at heart because we know your criteria, we know your price point, we know where you want to be. Let's have an open mind. Let's go place those offers. Let's get that data so that we can position ourselves to win. This weekend, and Brittany is telling no lies in that statement right there. This weekend, Brittany and I, we went shopping, grocery shopping, and literally on the ride to Trader Joe's, Brittany said, did you see how much that house went for? I did not think that house was going for that much. And we go back and forth on houses that we have been paying attention to for our clients and houses just to pay attention to because we want to know what this area is doing. So when she's saying we study the market, we are intentionally, intentfully and intentionally studying this area to see even if our clients aren't putting offers on the home, we want to see what the house is doing because here's the here's the part that we want to highlight. It might not be worth it to you, but there's a buyer out there that is willing to pay the price mm -hmm. for that home. And that's what dictates the value of that home, mm -hmm. that buyer. That The next point, our third and final point on this topic we wanted to share, refine your search. Now, if you're not familiar with the Bay Area market and you're from some part of the U.S. that is not similar to the Bay Area or 
um, the competitiveness, I should say. Just note, if you're looking for a bigger house, you're most likely going to be looking for a longer commute. And if you're looking for a smaller house, it's most likely you're going to have a shorter commute. What are you saying, Jarrell? Well, if we look at the Bay Area as an as a, uh, as a entire community, there's three major metropolitan areas. San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose. Now, there's a bunch of cities, communities, or little areas in between these metropolitan areas that can be considered the suburbs. But these areas are operating a little bit different and numbers are drastically diff- different from what we're seeing in the metropolitan area. What we're telling our clients and what we share with you, be prepared to refine your search, meaning we got to open up another city over or two cities over. Um, what are you looking for? Once we get that needs and wants list done and we know the non-negotiables, all right, I think we can get your non-negotiables met in a city that's just next door, 10 to 15 minutes. And maybe instead of 15 offers, we're now looking at five to eight offers. So now that competitive advantage starts to lean our way a little bit. And this especially pertains to first-time homebuyers because we have the data that shows that, you know, typically I believe it's two to three years that you're going to be in a in a home. So with that and knowing that you're going to move within the next two to three years, you know, can I can I sit down and stay here for two to three years and then I can go upgrade or I can relocate? And I think that that's why we're we're big on not we're not sitting here saying don't buy something that you don't want. Please know that. But what we're saying is be realistic, have an even bigger plan in mind yeah. and don't also be house trapped because when you get a home, you don't want to be put in a situation where you're having to pay mortgage month to month and you are eating top ramen and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because that's not fun and j's don't hate on the pb and j's but i will say this yes do not over leverage but i think Brittany a couple weeks ago gave us a a statistic of what the average homeowner has gained in equity and it was about sixty thousand. so what she's saying what Brittany is sharing is begin with the end in mind right all right, this move, this stepping stone is going to be temporary. I'm going to be here for three years and we're going to leverage our next step with the value of this home, right? Let's start to consider those things as options. So real quick, just to recap, I want to touch on my three points that we shared. So we're all in one accord. Define what you're looking for, the needs versus wants. Learn the market, more specifically your neighborhood and pocket, and be prepared to refine your search Example in the Bay Area of going the city next door to the city that you want to be in or a neighborhood next door to a neighborhood that you want to be in. I think moving forward, we should talk about, Brittany, what the clients look for versus what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we when we've got that pre-approval and when we're going and looking at homes on the weekend or during the weekdays or whatever, it's personally right. When we walk into a home. I actually, and this is funny, I love staging. Stagers are amazing in how they can just turn and replicate a place from nothing. But for me personally, I like to look at homes that are bare, that have absolutely no staging in them so that I know exactly the blank slate that I'm working with. Um, And then I can also see if, you know, things were 
were hidden or a piece of furniture was put, you know, against the wall that might have had a hole in the wall or something, right? So while you're looking at the grand, oh my goodness, it's so pretty. I love the paint color. I love just the layout of it. We're looking for the items, the not so pretty items, the red flag items, right? Where we're looking at the home compares in terms of the size, size, the layout, and the value to the homes in the area, right? Because we analyze comparable sales daily. We want to know and see from there what the potential resale value is. And like the big red ticket items would be the roof, the HVAC, structural concerns, right? So while you're looking at the layout and space, you know, which are super important, the location of work, school, features, amenities the home has, we're looking for those those potential big red flag items that might be costing us a little bit more than we had projected. Um, and then we're also looking at two to three to five years down the line for you as a potential seller at that point. Yeah. And I think what we're, you know, just to give you an example, we went to go view a home this weekend and as Brittany was walking with the clients, I took my time, and I think this comes from the benefit of being 6'6". Um, we were at looking at a single-story home, and I had the ability to reach up and kind of see how many layers of roof was there. Um, this wasn't in the disclosure packet, but I know, all right, this roof is going to need some attention, right? And Brittany's continuing to walk with the clients inside, and I'm walking the exterior of the property trying to get a look at the foundation, trying to look at the cracks in the wall, see if it's cosmetic or if it's something that's really taking place in the ground. These are things that we want to know so we can know how strong of an offer we can make or is it going to be too much of a headache walking into this as a first-time buyer and trying to get all these items fixed. So when we're looking at red flags, right, HVAC, big ticket item, uh, uh, foundation, big ticket item. Really big ticket item. Roof, uh, big ticket item. Now, if you're walking through the house and you're saying, oh my gosh, the microwave and the stove and the refrigerator don't, I don't think this is going to work. Just note, we can, those are items that we can either ask to convey with the home or we can tell them we don't want those items. So you can go get those brand new for less than 2500 Like some items uh, are... Yes, they look great, but don't get lost in looking at those things. Yeah, definitely. You know, some important notes just to think about, you know, like we said, research shows that your first home within the first few years you will sell and you'll likely upgrade, right? So not to say go buy a fixer upper, right? But if it needs minor items like some fresh paint or some, you know, sod, some landscaping, um, you know, just little items like that, consider those homes instead of the, what we like to call the HGTV move and ready 2022 that you're looking at, you know, in a magazine on Pinterest or on TV, right? If you're watching a show or whatever, right? As a first time home buyer, that is super, super big that we always talk about with our clients. Um, another one is just, you know, placing an offer on a home, does not mean that you're locked in entirely, right? Because you have your EMD period, which is your earnest money deposit, and it needs to be submitted three days uh, by five o'clock with an offer acceptance, right? Like Drell was saying, we gather that data to see where we're at in terms of the other offers. But just because you place an offer, because we also get this question a lot for from 
from first-time homebuyers doesn't mean that right then and there your offer is accepted. You still have, you know, some are are contingent based on inspections. You know, some have other items. So just yeah, just to note there's that there's negotiations that have to take mm-hmm. place, right? So there's just because the offer is accepted, we have that three-day grace period, and we also have some negotiating to do if there's some terms we don't agree upon. I think another one to highlight is. Um, we talk about this a whole lot, right? It's not always about the, pr- the purchase price. We think it's the three P's, the purchase price, the package, and the presentation. But but I do want to add something else to that. I think another important detail is what kind of loan you're using and who your lender is. Mm-hmm. Why I say that is we just had a deal where the listing agent contacted the lender to ensure they were local and they were able to get this deal done. And that's super common. I mean, for any, you know, when we're, when we're representing our sellers, we do the same thing because we want to ensure that the buyer that we're going to potentially offer, you know, um, to have that be their home on behalf of the sellers, we're doing our fiduciary duty to ensure that they're, you know, not going to cancel contract and yeah. that their their funds are correct, that all information is correct. So we're vetting and doing that same process. And, go ahead. No, I was just going to, you know, just interject and just say um, just briefly is that, you know, the job of a listing agent is to advise their client on the offer that it is going to give the sellers, one, the most amount of money in the fastest amount of time, two, with no risk. Mm-hmm. So from a seller's standpoint, their biggest fear is selecting a buyer that might cancel the contract or funding can't happen. So that is one, why we do it and why all, you know, listing agents do it is to ensure that, you know, the seller is going to be able to sell because if the home, you know, if the contract gets canceled and the home sits on the market for longer, that's more money out of their pocket. And if they're looking to relocate or already have another home, um, you know, they're, they're not in a good position as well. Up their timeline, mm-hmm. what they're working with. just like you as a buyer has a timeline as well. Yeah. And just to note, right. These important notes are just information for you to have, right? We think those items are very big and key, but your lender, your lender should be able to perform and ensure that we're going to close escrow in this time and ensure that your file is good. And I think the one thing that me and Brittany truly, truly benefit and gratefully appreciate from our preferred lenders is the communication. When the listing agent or the buying agent is calling the uh, lender to ensure this deal is going to get done, is the lender going to answer that phone? Are they going to be there to answer any questions? And that's something to have and understand is clear, concise communication throughout the whole process. Mm-hmm, definitely. And for us, right, we the areas that we specialize in, we know these areas like the back of our hands and we are always fully committed to our clients and their real estate goals, their real estate needs. Um, and that's why we're just, you know, trying to one, provide as much content and just education as possible. Like we always say to just equip you as a buyer. Yeah. And another last note that I just want to um, raise is that this past week, we just released for, um, we're going to be having a monthly market update 
you know, video series that we're putting out monthly, specifically in Oakland, Piedmont, and Alameda, and we're analyzing those trends monthly, and we're giving that information to you. So if you are looking in those areas, one, you have it available, yeah. um, and two, at any point, if you have any questions, reach out to us. You know, it's on our on our all of our social media um, outlets. So, yeah. like we said, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out, regardless if you're a first time home buyer or just looking to buy in the Bay Area market or potentially to sell. Absolutely. And like Brittany said, uh, this home buyer series is such a mundane topic, but one that needs to be had. So we hope this information has been useful and helpful for you. Um, We do have more information and opportunities that we're releasing. Uh, We're just getting better at what we're doing and learning this along, along the way. And please do not hesitate to reach out. We answer all text messages, emails, uh, phone Phone calls, calls. whatever it is. We answer it. So you're talking to us directly, not somebody or a a bot or something else that's answering calls for us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, um, we're definitely, we're excited to keep this thing going. La- um, next week is going to be our last episode of the Road to Home Ownership series. We're wrapping it up. and the we're last one. I know. We're starting with something brand new and just, you know, keep this, keep this thing going. Yeah. So join us um, again next week as we'll be closing it up. All right, you guys. Have a good one. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.